This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. My guest today is David Jones, a fellow jarhead, just like the gunny. Uh, he's been on before. Uh, he's awesome. Well, of course he is. He's a Marine. I mean, we're all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he was with us on Memorial Day. And him and I had basically a discussion of, you know, what we thought about that day and how, you know, the impacts that, Memorial Day makes on the military, what we think about it. So, well, tomorrow's the 4th of July, Independence sure. Day. So awesome. I got David back, my fellow devil dog buddy. And we're going to spend some time today kind of giving you an idea, if you don't already know, of some of the things that are happening around the country as it relates to you know, our Second Amendment rights, violence in the streets, you know, officers being attacked, those kind of things. So, David, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, lots of listeners out there come here because we give them the facts and they don't have to try to go and figure out what is what. And so the listeners are ears open every time they come on the podcast because they want to hear you know, what's going on without having to watch NBC news and try to figure out and filter through all the crap. So yeah, yeah. with that, take it away. Tell us all about uh, this California taxing gun owner thing. Right. And by the way, don't hold it against me. California is my, my home. Granted, I was born in uh, New York, spent a few years in Wisconsin, but California, you know, I always call home. And uh, this is San Jose. It's a little North of uh, Los Angeles. I was predominantly in the, uh, the southern, more southern hemisphere below, below LA and Orange County, Newport Beach area, Irvine. My family's actually from much northern uh, California into what's called Yuba City, it's way up near the Oregon border. But nonetheless, um, and th this this was in the wake of the whole VTA rail. I don't know if you remember, but you know, back in May there was this big VTA rail shooting, right? Seven, eight, nine people I think lost their lives, and this mm -hmm. is another dumb knucklehead that that decided to pick up a weapon. Um, and unfortunately, of actually, excuse me, it was in fact nine people uh, that were killed by a co-worker at the rail system. And uh, um, of course, you know, Dems, leftists, uh, liberals, progressives, you know, they're going to blame it on this inanimate object called a, called a firearm. So here's their brilliance. Okay, as opposed to mm. let's go out and better police the criminals. Let's lock them up and punish them for laws already on the books. We don't right. have to make up any more. We got what sixteen thousand federal laws. I mean, we, yeah. we don't need to pass any more laws. They're they're ample in the way they are. All we need to do is get is is to have mayors uh, enforce, enforce them. Enforce yep. it. That's it. It's simple. So anyway, um, in San Jose, the uh, <laughs> this guy uh, mayor, I think his name is Sam Licardo, Licardio, something like that. Says, here's what we're gonna do: is for all legal 
gun owners, ah, forget the criminals. We're not worried about those guys. No, for legal gun owners, here's what you have to do. You have to, you have to obtain liability insurance for your firearms, no matter how long you have had them, no matter your experience, law enforcement or not. So as a result, you have to carry liability insurance. And what that's supposed to do, as they say, is, is it will help offset the calls for emergency services responding to gun-related violence calls. Right. So, you know, they're saying that this is an attempt to compensate taxpayers for the cost of gun violence. Now, as a taxpayer myself, I will even send money to San Jose, and I don't even live there anymore, to help them offset the cost of their emergency calls for gun violence. I, I don't even live there. So, I, I, you know, I would venture to say that the average tax person has, does not have a care in the world about what it quote unquote costs to respond to a gun call or, or, or any form of violence, as long as it's just cleaned up. That's all they want. They want to walk their dog, take their children on a, uh, to school, drive down the road without getting shot at by some knucklehead. And um, none of this stymies anything as it relates to gun violence and attacks on police. I mean, it does absolutely nothing because it, it, all of these, the negatives, the takeaways right. are supposed to be about, uh, is, is law enforcement being handicapped? And this is mm -hmm. yet just another way to not just handicap our law enforcement, but it also handicaps you and I. Law abiding, Second Amendment loving, gung-ho people that have defended this great nation and all these people that live here. And they're trying to say, well, I got to pay an additional rate just to own a weapon that I've owned for 20 years. Um, and then next, you know, what's going to come after that is then I got to further register any other weapon that I may have had. Then I'm going to have to pay an additional tax on my, yeah. on my ammo. And it's just going to keep going and going and going and going and going. Well, and part, part of that, um, part, part of this taxing thing, right, right. is California is not the only one doing these type of things. Right. New York is doing this same, same reason. Oh, yeah. Part of that reason is because massive income is leaving California. Oh, These time. people have had enough. Give you an example. Just last year alone, California has had an $8.9 billion loss right. yeah. in tax revenue in and one year. People are leaving. Exactly. So if people are leaving, well, the government still got to pay their employees. They still yeah. got to put, you know, rubber on the road and et cetera. Well, the only way to do that is fine taxes. Exactly. Create new and inventive create, ways. Right. Figure yeah. out new and inventive ways to tax something so that they can recoup that. Because think about what I'm going to tell you. And even in, even in you know, the diehard blue states, raising taxes, even adding gas taxes and so forth, and no matter where you do that raising taxes process, it's, it gets fought very hard yeah even you know to, to avoid having to raise taxes because people hate that of course just, so if you can't raise taxes you create them somewhere else right yeah, yeah. And, and something that always follows um the raising of a tax is some other form of legislature that means yet another yes. law because i'm exactly. gonna penalize you now i gotta create a tax which means i have to write a law and if you don't follow law what comes next compliance better yet non-compliance. And that's what they're saying in California is, uh, and many of these blue states, uh, especially the, the more uh, liberal progressive is they're saying, well, you know, I'm going to have to find you like really big money if you don't comply. And okay, wait a minute. I've been complying with every law on the books, 16,000 plus. Now you're going to create another one to hit me because you can't con control crime in your own town. Right. That's brilliant. That, that, that's, it's the most. It, I wish I could call it hilarious, but it just infuriates me so much. I hate using the word. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's amazing how people think that quote a person with a gun that's not a police officer is a danger. Okay. Yeah. Well, who is that person with the gun? The ones that are really dangerous are the ones that want to use it, the criminals right. that need that gun to do what is in their criminal mind to do. The Second Amendment is part of giving us the ability 
to protect us from that guy. Exactly right. And that, protect yeah. our other family members exactly. and friends from that guy. And, right? the, and, and the tyrannical government that is trying to infringe on our rights. That's, that's correct. They, they, hate, they hate hearing that. They, that's the last yeah. thing. Here's Nancy my Pelosi favorite one. That's the, last, that's the last thing Nancy Pelosi wants to hear. Is, exactly. Know, wait a minute. You know, meanwhile, she increases her security detail. You got uh, Maxine Waters uh, flying around the nation with U.S. air marshals being pulled. Yeah. <laughs> to help support her. I mean, they increase their security detail. Guys like you and I, well-trained. Yeah, to, exactly. To support them. Yet, God help the poor little sap, tax-paying, everyday common man worker going to Publix to get groceries, yep. and his kid gets shot. Exactly. Because, because he couldn't afford to pay the tax on a weapon. Yep. I mean, and, and I know it's an extreme, and I know that it, it's, it sounds maybe, maybe unrealistic to some listeners, but that is going to happen. Some poor guy going to walk down the street, be, like New York. Have, they, 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 you know what it takes to carry a firearm in the in the in Manhattan? It's almost impossible. It is. Um, so, and it, if you come from any other state, oh, you can't even cross the state line, oh, yeah, state line yeah. with with another Fire. with a weapon from somewhere else. It's against the law to carry, even if oh, you're yeah. concealed, you know, got a license, you know, in another state, right? They, they, no, no state is allowed to bring in, no person outside of New York is allowed to bring a gun. But you know what's amazing is, let's say law enforcement were to pull you or I over any self-respecting Second Amendment American, and we happen to have a weapon in the car. We know exactly what to do with that firearm when that officer approaches. We know precisely what to do, how to handle the weapon, how to put the weapon in clear sight, how to notify the officer before the officer even starts talking. Exactly. Firearm and the weapon, I've already disarmed it. Here's the mag, here's the weapon. Um, It's on safe. You know, we know what to do, but, you know, to make their job easier, because I certainly wouldn't want to do it. You know, uh, as Marines, you and I know, especially in combat, you know, you kind of take on that role. You don't know who you're approaching, but these guys do it every day. I mean, you, you and I, we got called into missions. It was a specific mission. Right. Um, whereas law enforcement, these guys are pulling people over every single day. They don't know what kind of car they're walking up to. So the, the, the quicker you and I can calm them, um, it, it makes it easier on, on the, the officer, him or herself. So that, okay, you know, I'm walking into a vehicle. I don't know this person, but they're making themselves clearly known. Hands out the window, interior lights are on, windows down. Um, weapon is on the, you know, on the dashboard. Um, these are things that law-abiding citizens know what to do when they're approached by law enforcement, especially you and I that, you know, uh, yeah. that, that do carry every moment of every day, everywhere we go. Um, I know how to make sure that law enforcement, if they ever want to question me on the street, they, they know who I am and they, they, they know where the weapon is. I let them know it. And it, yeah, diffuses, it, it calms them, it diffuses them because they got a really high stress, mo- you know, job. And uh, that, that, more than anything, I think uh, it's one thing to attack the Second Amendment. That's attacking people like you and I. But then you start attacking my law enforcement buddies. Yep. Um, n- now you're overstepping the line. You know, you and I, we can handle it. Most Americans can handle it. Ah, we'll just suck it up a little bit. I think we should fight. I think we should fight for a Second Amendment. Um, but you start now attacking the handful of people that are going to go out there and police this world. Yeah. Uh, now you're kind of stepping over the line, and that's uh, that's a that's a bridge too far, if you ask me. Well, think about the think about the hypocrisy of of what you're saying, right? So, on, on one hand, they're like, "Well, we don't want police officers, right? We want to defund the police. We want right. to eliminate the police. We want to eliminate the prisons. We want people to live in peace and harmony together, and all that happy stuff." Yeah, yeah right. right. Kumb- <laughs> Kumbaya world is like bingo. Yeah, utopia. Woohoo! And, then you go on the other hand over here, like you're saying, and you got all these leaders with security and all that stuff. But here's the thing. The private citizen, their excuse is, we don't want you to have a gun. If something happens, you need to call a police officer, right? So imagine I'm walking to the mall out of the parking lot, some guy, some lady, whatever, with a gun, I'm not armed, comes up to me and wants to rob me and whatever. And I'm going to go, wait a minute. Okay. You can't shoot me yet. Okay. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I have to call the police officer. Right. And and then, then when he gets here, then, you know, 
Yeah, then we then we can talk. Yeah, we'll Yeah, we'll talk. But Mr. Bad Guy, you have to wait. Now hang on. That's not fair. You know, because I don't have a gun, so it's not fair. It's not a fair fight. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and they're they're totally gonna appreciate that that you were so open with the criminal, um, the guy that's trying to take your life or take your wallet. Um, <laughs> they will as totally soon as, as, soon as somebody does that, yeah. that criminal goes, "Oh man, this is easy," and he's just yeah. gonna keep doing it till somebody exactly. takes care of him. If you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's 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 amazing the the conceptual ideas, the, the hypocrisy or whatever. But you were mentioning talking about you know, attacking our police officers and what is, why is this happening? Do we, can we kind of grab our fingers around? Is it something, is it a political thing doing it? Is it uh, these, these, you know, BLM movement things? Is it the Marxism, communism kind of idea? What, what do you think uh, is causing these officers to to really lose their lives for no reason other right. than somebody attacking them, you know. Right. And, and, and to echo that, you know, the sentiment, um, the last research I did, and then, you know, I'm a math geek, so I try to research as much as I can, uh, of ambushes. I'm talking an ambush, and you and I know what an ambush is. Ambush yeah. on police officers is up, is up 91% across the nation. 91 91%. Wow. That is insane. And insane, so, yeah. Why... What's what's fueling it is the question, and you sort of kind of hit on all all three of it. First, it's political, and unfortunately, you got people that in in politics drink from the Kool Aid. They drink from whatever is cool and nice and tastes good at the moment. So mm. these people aren't leaders. I can't stand it when they people call a politician a leader. That's not my leader. They're my representative. Yeah. They're my representative. Exactly. I yes, hire sir. them because they're supposed to represent me in Congress period end of discussion uh they're not my leader i lead myself i can read mm -hmm. i understand the law so i don't need a quote unquote leader i need a representative because they got a bigger mouth than i do which, right. which probably to most of your listeners are going to say well really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i cannot i can understand that too yeah. really babe somebody speaks louder than you well yeah sometimes but sometimes. Uh, yeah yeah but that's why i hired him um the other aspect is the social side of it, which I think is very much fueled by a sort of a quasi-Marxist Mao, uh, uh, almost a religion. Whereas, you know, we talked, you, you mentioned a moment ago about the utopia that we all seek. Of course we seek that. Of course we want that. But it's an ideology. It's a quest. Right. You never quite actually get there. It's like perfection. You never really get there. It's just a quest. So you try to your best to conform and, and, and build um, in, in operations and business, we call it constant improvement. Um, you're always trying to improve on maybe what you did yesterday, but we've taken this radical left turn. I mean, mm -hmm. without even putting the turn signal on. And we said, okay, we're going to immediately rush over here. We're going to demand that the utopia exists. And here's what we're going to do. We've, we've read a couple books and we think, you know, Marx, he's got it right. Mao, he went right. too far off. These were the biggest murderers of their own citizens on the planet. Yeah, and yeah, but you know they're kind of they're they're cool. They got some really good you know proverbs and they say a few things and and suddenly you have and I mean suddenly you have the birth of the Antifa's and the BLM's that have adopted these philosophies, these ideologies, um, and, and politi politicians have you know just gobbled them up. And so, you know what? This is like the new drug of America. This mm. is the new fad. You know, it's the Fonzie, although corrupt, uh, of our era. You know, um, we have to do these radical things um, to get there. Now, uh, trust me, this thing is, it, it, it is 50, 60 years in the making. This goes back to the 1960s when the indoctrination began. And, uh, you know, if you've got a working brain, you can, you can, Dig, I, I unfortunately am not the, uh, I don't have enough theory behind me to, to support my words, I, you know, to give you like specific points of action. That's a Ben Shapiro, uh, Charlie Kirk <laughs> interview. Uh, they've got very specific points of action. But, you know, if you look at the synopsis of it, it it's, it's a concept that has evolved over time where, in my humble opinion, I think people have adopted to it because it sounds good. It, it, it allows me to always be right 
You and I talked about this yep. once before. It's the trophy yeah. mentality. Everybody gets a trophy. So it allows me to always be right. And if you disagree with me, I can condemn you. I can shut you down, what they call cancel. And as long as I can do that, I'm always right. And I got enough, I got enough knuckleheads behind me that will help to shut me down. So I think it's a it's a combination of a of a desire. The, the funny thing about these people is they actually think they're right. They actually believe in it. They're they like I said, they drank the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. They they're in it. Right. They love it. Um so it, it's a it, it's a it's a it's an inherent vision for something that is probably unattainable in our lifetime, but they're using shortcuts and theories and ideologies to sort of make it happen. And in the process, they don't care how many lives are lost. You know, right. it, it's collateral damage. It's it's just, well, you know, okay, I dropped some napalm and yeah, a couple of civilians got killed. So it's like Chicago. Chicago is nothing but dropping napalm and letting some civilians get killed every week. Mm. You know, that's all it is. It's just collateral damage because the quest, the vision is far greater than the losses because I'm right and you're wrong. And I know that's, right. that's more, uh, uh, it's not psychological proof, but it's certainly or, or empirical. It's, it's, uh, more physiology. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm coming up with, you know, more concept and conjecture, but in my, again, in my opinion, I think that, that people have just gravitated to this, this belief system that I know more than you and I can prove it, even though they can't reference a single fact. Right. And the other- if that makes any yep. sense to, to the listeners. I, I really don't know. I wish I maybe had the, the words that could put it into greater context. You know, um, I, I don't mean to be so philosophical. But no, it's, it's um, the thing about communism, Marxism, you know, there are two different words that basically mean the same thing. Marxism is the ideology of it. Communism is the government component, how it's how it's created, right? How it's ran and all that stuff. And if if you don't know what they, those two terms are in detail, you need to do research. Really, you need to either get books or go to places or listen to these types of podcasts, or you'll never understand why those people that you're talking about that always say, well, we're right and you're not. You'll never understand that. Yeah. On the other side of the fence, on the conservative Christian, yeah. we have a better understanding of how they think than they do. And some people think I'm crazy when I say that. I said, let me explain to you why. No, you're right. We don't have a problem with debating. What right. we have what we have a problem with is when people, other people don't want to have a discussion with us. Right. They just want to basically they get to a point and you're having this discussion and they're going to either tell you to shut up you don't know what you're talking about, or they're going to get up and walk away. Right, right. The reason is because we are like a light bulb to mm -hmm. them. We're yeah. showing them, opening them up, if you know right. what I mean, right? And that's what the word of God looking, says. We're, exactly. Yeah, that's what the word They're looking at a mirror, basically, through us of who they are, and they don't like it. They don't like what they see, not at all. They don't like what they're seeing, So, and they don't want to you believe it. Really Desperately holding on to it. Desperately. Yep. Hold on. So what I want to do real quick, David, is we need to take a break. And when we get back, what we're going to do is we'll go right into how the we'll, we'll talk about Chicago more. I want to talk more about Chicago because that city, the citizens are not armed. They cannot be armed. Oh, right. It, they're it's illegal. Basically, they have a gun in Chicago. But okay, so then why are so many people dying? So when we get back, we're going to start off there, if you don't mind, and and we'll run sure. some more with this uh, violence and bring immigration in it and all that good stuff. So we'll be talking to you here in just shortly. Yes, sir.
Okay, we're back with David. Just had to get the get the break going and talking about violence, talking about the Second Amendment, talking about police officers and how hard their job is. Really kind of breaking the onion out. And inside that onion is Marxism. Inside that onion is the ideology that the administration and the Democrats, period, whether they believe it or not, are going towards. Right. They want this ideology. So let's talk about if this Marxism thing is growing, uh, how can we as citizens see what's going on and, and the causes of that? And I think Chicago is a great example of that. In a Marxist communist society, people are not armed, none. The only people that can carry a weapon is a police officer. In other words, a state person. Right. And that state person is actually run by the major federal government, not like a little city cop. Every one of them are controlled by the communist regime. So I think Chicago is like a little taste of how that works. So uh, can you help us understand the impact of uh, us being disarmed in a place like that? Oh, yeah, I'll absolutely try my absolute best. You know, it's funny that uh, we speak of Chicago. I saw an interview the other day with Lightfoot, you know, the mayor, the insane. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to laugh too hard. No, I get it. I get it. Insane mayor. And the interviewer, I can't remember who it was, MSNBC, CNN, some crazy station with no viewers, asked her a question. Is it because, and it's, it's not an open-ended question. It was a statement with a question mark at the end of it. It's like, well, do you feel that maybe you're being criticized because you're a woman and you're black? And she's like, well, yeah, 99%. Well, of course she's going to say that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Of course she's going to say it. She's not going to admit fault. That's the, right. that's, that's the amazing thing of this. Your city, my friend, is in turmoil. You, you, you are losing children at a faster rate than our military did in Afghanistan. So, right. You know, this is every week you're in, it's a combat zone. Um, mm. And you're saying, well, because you're black and you're a female, that's why you're being criticized. No, my friend, you, you you just don't know how to run your town. You know, you need a brand new, you know what they say, you know, I'm the new sheriff in town. Well, no, we need yeah, a new yeah. sheriff in town. <laughs> you know? um, yep. Law enforcement is dying to do their job. You know, I've, I've you know, I lived in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin as a, as a kid and I've had my, uh, as a kid, many of my run-ins with law enforcement. <laughs> used, to, I, used to go to Chicago all the time and, you know, Six Flags was right there. And so I got to, you know, meet a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, as a dumb punk kid, I met, I met a lot of these people who are now our age and, and older. And they're awesome, phenomenal individuals that want to protect their town. You don't sign up for law enforcement because you want to hunt down a poor little black guy. You join mm -hmm. the force because you want to take care of your town. You care about the people there. You go above and beyond because you care about people. And this this idiot mayor is running around claiming that well, if it wasn't for her blackism and her feminism, the town would be awesome. Are you are you kidding? I mean, I wish I wish I could say that because then I could do anything. <laughs> All of my mistakes yeah. have been just massively erased. Oh, because I'm a I'm this guy or I'm that gal. That's insane. So um, Chicago is, is it, it's the future. If you want to see what the future looks like, there it is. The question, right. the question is for we Americans, um, whether you were born here or naturalized here, whether you're coming here, rushing that border that Biden asked you to, um, is that the future you want? Because it is, it is it is absolutely the Wild West. It is absolute lawlessness. Average citizens can't defend themselves. If you call the police, they're not going to come. One, it might be in a, a war zone they don't want to enter because they're outgunned. Mm -hmm. Why would I risk my life? Uh, and two, they're not supported. Not supported by their mayor, you know, because she's a poor little black woman. Um, and, and listen, by the way, when I say that, I apologize if I offend anybody. But these are her words. Right. I'm not trying to offend any of our listeners. I don't mean that. 
Um, if you want to send me hate mail, it's david.jonesemperfly at gmail. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, my point is, is um, Chicago is not the start of this. It's the end. It, you, all you got to do is if this continues, this, this, these policies by the Biden admin, um, the leftist Dems, the progressives, if, if you want to see chaos, go to Chicago. And the irony is this. None of these quote unquote leaders, as they call themselves, politicians, even corporate Americans, you know, the big boys, um, they will never walk the streets of Chicago in the heart of, of the combat zone. You know, one of the things I always loved about Mayor Giuliani is shortly mm -hmm. after 9-11, the buildings came down. He was on, he was in ground zero. He was sucking that dust. He was out there. You can't even get the vice president, Kamala, Kamala, whatever she calls herself, to show up at the actual border. She yeah. shows up nearly a thousand miles away at the furthest northest part of the, of the north, northwest of the border, which is basically a, a community of tourists. So, so yeah. they do everything they can to avoid the conflict, whereas a Giuliani, who is a safe, sanctified, honorable guy, shows up in ground zero because you don't know when he showed up, he didn't know if there was still stuff coming down. He didn't know if, if, if there was going to be another attack. There could be suicide bombers all over the place. What did he do? He walked the ground. He right. got, and then the president showed up right after him. Walked ground zero. Get out there with the people, talk to the people, got their fingernails dirty, and, and none of these people want to do it. So if, if folks, listeners, if, if anything motivates you, Chicago should motivate you more than anything else on this planet. Because if you don't do something in your local community, that means get involved, get your yep. fingernails dirty, then your town in a matter of time will be Chicago. And it's not going to be like the movie Tombstone, where somebody comes to your rescue. Oh, <laughs> no. no, 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 not no Kurt Russell, not no Val Kilmer, not Doc Holliday. I'm your Huckleberry. Mm. Oh no, no, mm. no. The criminals are going to come and get your stuff, and that—that's exactly what they say. I don't want to work. I don't want to follow the law. I just want to get stuff. And guess whose stuff they have to get? Those of us who have it. And if the laws say that you can't protect yourself, you can't protect your child. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to come and get your stuff, and some of that stuff eventually is going to, it's going to reach that precious part of you. That could be your children. It could be whatever you hold dear. They're going to come and get your stuff. So Chicago. Gotta, yep. And we got to ask ourselves, so why do they need your stuff? A lot of them, probably about 60 to 70% of, you know, armed thieves that rob people of money and stuff need it to buy drugs. Of course. They, that's it, it. And again, the Dems can just go off in left field and say, nope, nope, nope. Well, if that's not true, then why is so much and so many people in this country overdosing on opiums? And uh, it's, it's incredible that to see the numbers of young millennials, college kids, people in their 30s that are overdosing on drugs. Oh, yeah, especially the, fent the fentanyl. The fentanyl, the exactly. So yeah, the, the criminals come out of that. Yeah. You know, they they become part of this uh, cartel environment that we're creating in the United States. And I never thought we'd ever see crime at a rate that is really close to what the cartels do in, in Mexico. There's, there's groups, there's, you know, the MS-13, just pick them. There's probably a hundred different gangs. MS-13, 18th Street Gang. Um, yeah, they're, they're all over the place. And they're saying, oh, well, they're just, you know, in Texas, Arizona, whatever. Oh, no, they're that's all, international. They're that's all international. the way up in, they're, they're in every state, every city in this country, and they're wrecking massive havoc. And they're international company worth billions. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're about to blow away Apple, uh, Steve Jobs' Apple. That's how much power and influence they have because they're selling America's number one pastime. Exactly. That is dispensing little pills that we just mm -hmm. love. We gobble them up like M&Ms. That's, you know, that's what led us to Wuhan, but I'm not even going to go there right now. <laughs> that's another conversation. But, uh, you know, 
Um, but, but uh, you know, and of course, the Biden administration, what does he say? Surge the border. And he sends mm-hmm. Kamala out to say, don't come. You know, she real calm, you know, when she said it, you know, when she was in, was it Guatemala? Don't come. Just don't come. And Biden's in the back saying, no, come on. Let's go. You know, he's waving. You know, I was in air crew, so I know the hands. So he's waving the dog on batons, telling people to come on in. And what do you think they're doing? Uh, if you were going to infiltrate a, a a nation, how would you do it? You know, would you do it by force in, in modern day warfare? Of course you would. Right. You do right. by yeah. yeah, you would do it by ideology. You would come in. Uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. The greatest way to defeat your enemy is from within. So what do you do? You embed. You know, you embed your enemy. You learn their tactics. You learn their ideology, the things that they hold dear. And then one by one, you attack them. You take those ideologies down and you infiltrate with your own. And if you can't get your own in, you indoctrinate those that are there. And that's why, in my opinion, I think that that's why this whole thing is going into the education system, the CRTs of the world, the defund the police, BLM. If you notice, BLM is, doesn't consist of <laughs> 50 and 60-year-olds, predominantly, it consists of young millennials. Why is that? Right. You know, why, why do you think that is? It, because it, it was birthed in their education. And now they're trying to you know, preach it all the way back into like grade school. Can you imagine all you and I cared about in grade school was recess. Oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're trying to indoctrinate our people. So, again, how do, you, how do you defeat your enemy? What's the best way? From within. And that's precisely what Marxism does. That's precisely what the BLM movement is more of an out front uh, movement. I really don't give them a whole lot of credence. Uh, you know, they lasted for a minute. Of course, they're corrupt. It's all coming out, of course. Everybody knows that. You know, they, they scream Marxism, but live capitalist. So, you know, of course it was a lie. I mean, you know, you'd have to be a retard not to see it. And that, by the way, that's offending retards by even saying that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that absolutely <laughs> makes sense. And you know, you, have to... you, mind, you know, oblivious to, to life to not see what they're doing. But okay, right. so, so we, we, we hung with it for a year. Amen, God bless, blah, blah, blah. You know, First Amendment, you know, fine. But... You know, all of this is is being centralized um, by, frankly, in, in my little itty bitty opinion, by four sovereign nations uh, that are attacking us and they're attacking us from within. And they, they figured out how to get in. And guess what? They found a soft spot. Americans are inherently good and passionate and uh, oftentimes pa- a little too passive for our own good. You know, we mm-hmm. don't join the fight till we have to. Right. Uh, you know, First World War, Second World War, uh, we got a little aggressive in Vietnam. Uh, we're still in Afghanistan 21 years later. So we're very passive. We don't get into the fight unless we absolutely have to. So we're very, you know, and we're very passionate people. Um, so what they figured out, in my opinion, I think they figured out that, okay, I can, I can infiltrate this young mind who is still impressionable because their parents are yuppies working 20 hours a day, you know, uh, every day of the week, they're not there, they're not involved. So I'm going to infiltrate their kids. And that's mm. why we and our millennials and, and younger people, this sort of, you know, uh, entitlement, I got a trophy because I showed up mentality. And I know I'm simplifying it. It's right. far more than that. But I think uh, it, it's an, an absolute attack on everything that we hold dear. And again, if you want to see tomorrow, Go walk the streets of Chicago. That's all I got to do. Okay. Just, and you're talking about people having a hard time seeing it. Well, we have elected officials in the federal government, in Congress, that hate this country. Absolutely. And if, if you can't, as a citizen, see that, actually see and listen to the way these people talk. Like Omar wants to tear down the whole system. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, I mean, she came out and said it. Oh yeah. That she hates this country so bad that she wants to tear the system down. Yeah. And, and it's that, just, that, that and, going, and, and they get reelected. 
Yeah. It's just Is that amazing. amazing? What? How? Right? Yeah. How did this happen? Suddenly. And this happened suddenly. This didn't happen did. like, you know, we saw it coming for 15 years. We were completely blindsided to this. And frankly speaking, I have to, as a, a fellow Christian conservative, I got to take a part of the blame because I didn't see it coming. I was exactly agree. You, you know, know, when this you, you bring up a point there because a couple of weeks to the day of when Obama was inaugurated the first time, he was given a speech and he said something that didn't resonate with me at the time, right? So this was 2009, right? When he got right. inaugurated. And he basically said, we are going to transform America. And of course, I didn't think of anything about what he was talking about. But he did and started doing exactly what he said he was going to do, yeah. transform this country. So it started way back 20, 30 years ago. But now, now it has grown big enough. You got enough capitalism with all the, quote, major corporations coming in, right? So Obama was like the switch that turned it on. Yeah, of course. He turns on this transformation of going from a self-governing citizenry mm -hmm. leads the country to tyranny, to this Marxist idea, and eventually into the elitists, which yeah, become the communists, it's, right? Yeah, I'm elite, and you know, you're so just that's uh, when it's that's when it really started. That's, yeah. that's when they kind of started putting in motion, right? And of course, if you know, after his second term, of course, he couldn't get reelected. But after a second term, what does he do? He didn't leave Washington, D.C. He created a whole nother organization yep. to continue to transform America outside yep. of being the president. Yep. And they're doing a, a, a tremendous job of that. You know, um, the word of God says you give honor where honor is due, even though it's dishonor. Um, yes. I mean, you respect what people do. And I got to tell you, <laughs> I hate saying it. I mean, I despise it with every bone in my body, but I, I got to respect what these people are doing because they are doing it. When they say we want to reimagine police, oh, they're doing it. When they want to transform the nation, they're doing it. They're doing it, right. And it, it's, it, it comes a point where I think, and we're seeing it, it's, it's small, it's grassroots, it's coming. You know, you look at local school boards and families are fighting back. That's what's, frankly, what's going to take. It's, it, you know, eventually, like I said, Americans are very passionate, we're in, but to a fault, pa passive. But eventually, you start messing with our kids, and then we're going to start, we're going to start fighting. Um, and then it's going to be a, a, a swale. And what's going to happen is, and I've, I've said this for a few years now is, oh, yeah, we're going to see a brand new, a brand new revolution, a brand new revolutionary war. It's just not going to be bombs and bullets. Thank God. I mean, I don't want to kill my next door neighbor. I'm done killing. I've done plenty. But what I do want to do is bring my, my neighbor to the fold, bring him into the fold and say, hey, listen, I understand what you were taught. And, and I don't blame you. It does sound good. It's some damn good Kool-Aid. Um, it, boy, it tastes good. You know, this, this is everything's gonna be taken care of and everything. You don't have to worry about nothing, but that's not reality. That's not life. Cause there's no, there's no nation in the world that has that. And the only ones that do have a wall around them. So you can't leave. So you don't know anything else, i.e. North Korea, China, Iran, and right. the old Soviet block blockade for a long time. Now, now not so much. So, you know, if for the people that want that, I would love to send them all to North Korea and let them spout their rhetoric for a minute. And I'll tell you about North Korea in a second because I've been there many, many times. But like I said, if they can't handle that, if they can't do it, because it would be an atrocious end for them, then just, mm. like I said, walk the streets of Chicago. Now, here's why I brought up North Korea. I would challenge anybody to walk over the fence, go to North Korea, spew that hatred and say, well, the supreme leader 
is this, that, and the other. And we're going to defund, well, they, their police is military. That's, they don't have a police force. They have the military. That's it. So it's all state-ran. And all you guys need to put down your arm. Now, as you started speaking those sentences, and I've seen it. I've been a witness to it. They would have already put a weapon to your head. And as Americans, we don't think that somebody's going to pull the trigger. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's North Korea, baby. <laughs> and they would drop you before ever imprisoning you. Sure. Please, I, I encourage all these liberal, utopian-seeking people that want this grand world that doesn't exist on this planet to go to North Korea, go to, how dare, China would not even let you get the first word out because they would know who you are. North Korea, North Korea would at least give you a minute, you know, okay, go ahead and yeah. speak. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. You know, well, yeah. Crazy. While they're while they're pulling the boat back on the gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just you know I'm just checking my wrist right now. <laughs> you know, make sure I got enough rounds in here. To, yeah. So you know, I let alone Iran. Oh my God, you never you just take a step across the border and parts are coming off. So and I mean body parts. So <clears throat> it, it's it's amazing to me. You know, the, the, they have. You know what? I've said. I think I've said this once before. We have so much freedom. That we had to make shit up to be yeah. mad. Gotta, exactly. Exactly. No, absolutely. You gotta you, you're you're correct. The, the here's the <laughs> ironic part of it, because we're talking about these other countries, and you and I both have been to multiple countries and seen how other people live, right? We'll be right back with more of my fellow Marine David Jones right after we listen to the Marine Corps West composite band marching in the parade. Absolutely outstanding. Always love listening to the Marine Corps band. It just motivates you, especially on a day like Independence Day. So let's get back with another great patriot and Marine, David Jones. So if America is all evil, bad, and all that good, then why do so many of them want to come over here? Why are they coming? Why are they coming? Right. I think the reason that these other countries, like you're saying, if you cross into Korea, you go to Iran, then you're going to get, you know, killed or imprisoned or whatever is instantly when you do that. Well, they have to do that because that's their regime, yeah. right? They're that's leaders. the fear that they have in the people. There's many uh, podcasts and videos, YouTube videos that you can watch and listen to that talk about North Korea yeah. and the absolute indoctr 
full indoctrination okay. of the hate, actual hate of American citizens. Oh God, yeah. And it's it's and believe it or not, it is it is nowhere near in any of those other countries, even Iran and so forth. It's not even close to North Korea. Oh, North yeah. Korea, those citizens, a gigantic chunk of them, actually think we're the devil. Of course, because if that's all you're told, then that's all you know, just like our children today. If that's all you're taught, then that's all you know. If, if that's all you're preached, then that's all you know. That, that's what called, that's how extremism is born. Uh, uh, countless stories of American citizens that were indoctrinated into a theory over religious, religious zealot, and they went out and killed people because they were, that's what they were taught. Um, I mean, if and, and you and I would be equally susceptible to it because our mind is shaped by experience. That's it. Everything is experience. So if the only experience I have is that these guys over here are evil, then guess what? I'm going to want to kill them because they're evil. That's how, that's the forefront of uh, white supremacy. That's the forefront of the KKK. That's all they knew. That's all they knew. They didn't understand that there was an awakening out there, that we all bleed the same blood, that that the man next to me was willing to die for me, regardless of the color of his skin. They didn't have that. You know, when you are on the court, I don't know if you remember your boot camp. I sure as hell remember mine. But <laughs> they said, listen, we got, you know, and they said a lot of explicit ex expletives about race, a bunch of names. Um, you'll hear them very clearly on uh, Full Metal Jacket, you know, during boot camp with Gunny. Remember? <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. People, we got no those people. Got no. <laughs> but what they said, I'll never forget it, is that they said, "Listen, the Marine Corps were all green, just that we got dark green and light green." <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's the, the truth. Day, we're all on the same team. Yeah, it and doesn't matter if you don't hear that. If you've never been yeah. taught that, that's why I don't. I don't necessarily fault people because it's all they know. And it is. you know what? That's the the worst atrocity ever is to limit limit the mind um yep. all battles you know that you and i know that all battles are fought in the mind first we fight them in, and uh, you know it, 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 it's an atrocity that our own politicians are furthering um the uh, the because it's independence day i what i want what i'm gonna do today on top of that, I mean, it's, I think it's a good way to start this weekend is talking about the issues that we have and the problems that we have. But what's important, at least to me anyway, is to understand the liberty that we actually do have. Because if you understand it, where it comes from, how we got it, it makes it easier for you to defend it. Right. And the Declaration of Independence, the very first sentence, Matter of fact, the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words. Think, think about this. When in the course of human events. So that's the first seven words of the Declaration of Independence. What that means is, and why it's so powerful, and why it's probably the very first sentence or part of the first sentence. Mm -hmm. When we as citizens... events start affecting us right it becomes necessary it right it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth basically the laws and the nature that god give us so what this tells them at, at any given time during this in this country when the country gets to a point where you have these massive human events, whether it's from another country or internal, right? It is our responsibility as human beings in this country to do that. Yep, to stand up. It's, it's, it's to stand it, up. And it says that at the close fight, of the paragraph, right? it says to separate when necessary. It says at the close of the paragraph to, to separate. Exactly. Right, to separate. And if, 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 that's, if that's what it takes, the country started and wanted to do that in the 1860s during the Civil War, right? But fortunately, that we were able to come back together uh, and and go back to being a union again. 
So, and if you're a citizen in this country and don't understand that your rights were given to you by a creator, it ain't gonna matter what we say. Yeah. The first thing you have to do is accept the fact that you were created and that right. you didn't come out of some amoeba and, or, you know, frog bumping his butt out of the ocean and all of a sudden there's a guy, right? Yeah, exactly. If you, if you don't believe that, then the conversation you and I are having about the Declaration of Independence oh. is absolutely over. It's, yeah, doesn't, it's, yeah. it's googly gook, right? It makes no sense because you have no foundation. So that's, uh, that's where we need to go today right. this weekend is, is read the declaration of independence talk to your family about it talk to your friends you know ask them have you ever read it and if they haven't give them a copy of it yeah. or tell them where to go to read it and it's going to uh, it's going to affect many people that have never read it and they're going to look at they're really going to look at it differently they're going to look at the country differently even if it, it doesn't matter if they're a leftist or whatever. Now they may not, they may not agree with it and all that stuff, but it's going to make an impact on them because there's, there's words and, and the discussion that's inside of there is powerful to people that are in, that are actually suppressed. So, but. And that's, they, why, so many people, that's why so many people are, you know, like you said, they, they, they come here for a reason. They rush right. They, they come from Africa, uh, Australia, one of the freest nations on the on the on the planet. Still try to come here. Um, Europeans are coming. I mean, why do people want to be here? It's because of that document. You know, it's the we are the freest of the freest of the free. Mm. Like I said, we're so free that we have to make up stuff to be mad about. Um, that's how free we are. That that that's insanity, if if you ask me. But anyway, um, you're absolutely right. It, today, actually, the declaration was you know for most of us that know it's created yesterday, the second it was signed on the fourth. Right. Um, but uh, the document is is about us. It's our document. Whether, like I said, whether you were born here or you were grafted in, it doesn't matter. We don't care mm -hmm. as long as you're here. As long as you're part of the team, hoorah. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna hu hug your neck. I'm gonna I'm gonna high five you at the ball games. You know, um, it it, it doesn't matter. I don't. I really don't. Frankly, care about the color of your skin. Um, I respect it. I respect your heritage. God bless you. But guess what? At the end of the day, we're at, you know dark green, light green. You know, we're all on the same team. Right. Hey, that's a that's a good that's a good slogan for t-shirts. Dark green, light green. We're on the same team. <laughs> That sounds great. It does. No, but, you know, at the end sense. of the day, is, uh, it, it, it's, it's our founding, it's our core value. That, that's just it. And for those of you that are in corporate America, core values are vital. Um, it's our core values. It's the things we believe in. And if you don't want to believe in it, you know, we thank you for visiting, but go home. Yeah. Thank if you, you don't want to assimilate, if you don't want to be yeah. part of, yeah. like you're saying, yeah. The greatest nation on the planet. That's why you came Hands here. Down. That's yeah. exactly. And, if and it's not the, for you, the other I'm... thing is we're we're also the greatest nation of teaching others from other nations that don't stay here. They come here to go to school and then they go back home. Yep. No well, other the... nation, no other nation has the number no, of college no, students no, that no, come no. from around the world into a country to get trained. Yeah. and educated and go back into their country. Exactly. Some Nobody them, else does. Some of, them, some of them wouldn't let you in the country if you had all the money in the world. Right. And if they did, you would have to stay. Because exactly. there's a door to get in, but oftentimes not a door to get out. There ain't no way to get out. So That's the cool thing about America is we, we're not, you know, we don't have a fence. We should, but we don't have a fence post. You know, we don't have a fence right. surrounding the nation. If you want to leave, go ahead and leave. You know that's okay. We we understand it. We thank you for visiting. Um, we appreciated your time here to an extent. Omar, you can go home. <laughs> yeah. If, if your country is so much better than ours, then what are you doing here? As a matter of fact, I bet you ten to one we can announce on uh, what was that GoFundMe thing, right? Mm -hmm. 
we could stand up a GoFundMe to fund her a one-way ticket back to Somalia. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And it would we would have enough money in about 2.7 seconds. Oh, I know. <laughs> to, to send her on a plane. That's how fast way, it would happen. Right. By the way, I've been to Somalia. And oh it, yeah. The beach oh, town yeah. is not a vacation, honey. No, no, no. Nope. Now it used to be in the 40s and 50s. Uh, yeah, people in England that. used to go to Mogadishu. It was a great city. The yeah, beaches are, about are he, I did. awesome. <laughs> Not fun, yeah. no. Of course, he's dead now, but, but yeah. uh, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're but, welcome, by the way. He's dead now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, but, David, we're we're pretty much running out of time. I I, uh, I can't thank you enough. For, you're going to, well, unless you don't want to, love to have you back. And I'd love to. You know, you're. You're my brother in arms. Uh, I can't wait. To, and we will. We'll meet physically one day. I already know it's going to happen. We just don't sure. know where it's going to happen. But uh, it's always a pleasure. I, I, I love your advice. I, list, I love to listen to the knowledge and your ability to, to help us understand specific issues that are going on. It's just, uh, it's you know, as Marines, Finally, like I said, as Marines, we're we're trained to do that. We're trained to absorb knowledge so we can make decisions, develop strategies, and and so forth. So it, I know you're like me. I don't ever stop learning. I don't ever stop going and getting that information. So not only do I improve my life, I can improve my family's lives, Absolutely. and I know what's going on. So I'm not getting hit on the back of the head. So, but. Thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, I know I, I know I'm speaking for the the speakers or the uh, audience out there that you're a blessing to us. It's, it's amazing what you know, and and we're we're just very thankful that you're here. Well, sir uh, Gunny, it, it's it's always my honor. Um, whatever knowledge I have, it's because God gave me a working brain. Um, exactly. You know, He gave me an investigative mind. Um, I like to know truth. I may not be able to reiterate it <clears throat> like so many others can, but I, I do my best. I do my best with what I got. And I'm just glad to be here, glad to be a part. Um, anytime um, I can serve, um, you know, I'm a phone call away. You know how to reach me. I'm not hard to find. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I would love to continue this. I think um, there, there, there's a host of things that we can touch on. Um and my philosophy is this, if all we do in this effort is reach one person, yes, change their life, lead them, not maybe, okay, I mean, leaving people to Christ is a big deal. That's hard. Um, but let's say we just lead them to America, the America yeah. that you, America that you and I defended, that's a right. start. We can get them there, then we can get them into the bigger dream, the bigger picture, you know, and, uh, um, and I, I think inherently people want to know the word of God and, uh, right. Yes. I believe it's birth in us since the dawn of time. So, you know, I, I consider this a privilege and honor just to be a part of, uh, just to be welcome. Um, and, uh, it, it's something that I, I, I treasure. I find great, um, you know, great, uh, happiness in, in, in sharing what little itty bitty tidbits, yeah, likewise, likewise, likewise with us. And I, and I, I know I'm speaking for the for the audience. There's a lot of great people out there that listen to this podcast and they feel the same way we do, you know. But I'm going to leave us with this. If we do nothing, nothing's going to get done and nothing's going to change. Yeah. But today, this weekend, we need to think about our country. We think about our freedom what we have, what God has given us and continue to remember, remember all of those people that have died for this country so that anybody from around the world could come into America and have the peace and liberty that we have. Not just like you're saying, you don't have to be born here, but so think about that, David, I want you to have a great, great independence day, independence weekend try to relax or, you know, go boating or whatever it is that you do. So, and uh, I will definitely get back with you shortly and we will get you back on the podcast. Lickety split. My pleasure, Gunny. You bet. Take yes, care sir. of yourself. You. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Roger that. <laughs>
can't think of a better way to have an independence podcast than with a fellow Marine talking about, obviously, the issues that we're facing in this country, but also talking about the importance of the Declaration of Independence, which is the document that created this country to be free and have the rights given to us by God explained in detail where no tyranny of any kind should be coming into this country because we are citizens of the United States and our history is freedom and liberty and only way to keep that freedom and liberty is to fight tyranny, communism, dictatorship, whatever words you want to do it. And we are in a dire fight today, which to me is as great, if not greater, than the fight that the founding fathers did against King of England in the 1700s that was a massive tyrant, not just to the colonial people in America, but also to many people in Europe. So think about that today. Think about why we have Independence Day, why America is still here is because of the Declaration of Independence and our dedication to that. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Share it far and wide. This is The Gunny, out.